Hello and welcome. I'm Ebony. And I'm Nico. And we are Ebonics Podcast, where we're building the language around life, love, and legacy. What are we doing today? Uh, before Wait, we get into that. What's new? Yeah, what's new? I've been busy as hell. Yeah. So new for me, I get to breathe a little bit. I'm a rest. Uh, we're shooting a new YouTube series next week. A lot. I'm excited. Your show? Huh? Is that the YouTube series? That's the YouTube series, yeah. And our kids are here, you know, so you might hear some uh, crying and stuff in the background. We're going to ignore all of that. Uh, we're just going to push through. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about the new series. I don't want to give too much away. Just know it's coming. Let's know what you. Um, I'm a writer now for a YouTube series. <laughs> Didn't know that initially. Got shoved in, but I like it. It's fun. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I'm super excited. You're killing it. Um, but yeah. I was still thinking. <laughs> but it's cool. Go ahead. My part, I mean, I'm excited. I, I'm super proud of you and all that we're doing. Um, a lot of that goes to this lady here. Uh, our guest today, our first guest on the platform, on the, on the podcast, uh, it's our old therapist. She's not a therapist no more, so, you know, we're good. Uh, so we wanted to invite her on to talk about therapy, um, the importance of it, how it's blessed our marriage, brought us closer, helped to give us a lot of clarity on what we want to do uh, for us and our business and stuff. But, um, yo, we want to welcome... Miss Don Jones. Hello. Thanks for inviting me. I'm excited. For sure. We might have to ask some like hand claps or something in the background. Right. We're gonna do something. I'm wrong. Well, what music <laughs> you wanna come out to? Uh, and you know, some thug life. <laughs> I got you. Every day I'm like third of the third. Processional. That's for like right. Constantly, constantly. Some say like when, <laughs> when Jesus meet thug like something like that. Okay, okay. So sounds so like Toby. Who? Toby. You don't know Toby? Um, when you yes, I do, but I, I I don't know why I went to Toby Mac. I was like, no, <laughs> wrong, <laughs> wrong. He said, but no, thug, not hug. <laughs> oh my god. Right. God. That's why I was like, does he still like me? <laughs> okay. I'm sure. So yeah, Toby. Yeah, we can do Toby. I'm. I'm, I'm that's 100 right there. All right, I got you. I got you. Uh, you want to take it? Nope. I know you don't. Okay, it's worth a shot. <laughs> uh, no, we want to give you an opportunity to kind of you know introduce yourself, tell us about you know your story, how you got into therapy, and so on and so forth. The floor is yours. Yeah. Sure. So my name is Dawn, Dawn Jones, and um, I love that you guys actually mentioned the name of my counseling practice and y'all tagline. I love it. Uh, so the name of my practice is actually Legacy. And um, the reason why I named it that is because I, I believe we all leave a legacy that can be positive or that can be negative. Um, and our legacy in the negative sense isn't necessarily malicious, but it's just what we leave. And so um, I called my practice legacy because I want to be a part of helping people heal and become whole so that they leave a positive legacy. That what they leave for the next generation, whether that's their children or their nephews and nieces, 
it's something that changes a cycle, breaks a cycle or something like that. And so that's actually why I named my practice Legacy. And, um, you know, as a, as a black girl that grew up in the inner city, you know, I saw all of these patterns playing out in my family and in my community. And so at a young age, interestingly enough, I wanted to be a lawyer, but um, when it shifted, I wanted to be a child psychologist because I wanted to, I knew that I wanted to help people um, change and heal from brokenness because I saw the impact of not changing and not healing. So addictions, uh, the pattern and the cycle of broken homes, the pattern um, and the cycle of, you know, broken relationships with parents, broken relationships with siblings. And I was just like, yeah, we are dope people. We we can, we can come, we can beat these patterns. We can beat these cycles. And so that just kind of burst into me going to school and me opening this practice. And so, of course, I went to therapy myself, and so that helped, um, you know, for me to really see the benefit of therapy and see how therapy can be damaging without the right one. Mm-hmm. So all of that just kind of put me right on the path to being here. Hold up. Hold up. Damaging? Mm-hmm. Really? I don't think I ever thought about that. Could you... Uh, so, yeah. so Dawn is... Uh, she was our therapist, so we might even dive into our story a little bit. We're giving her, you know, permission, right, to to kind of speak on it. You know, we don't want to go into, you know, too much detail. So, you know, don't make sure everything stays cool with you and your license and all that. Uh, you know, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, you know. Um, but I do want you to kind of, we're going to get in deep. So I just put a disclaimer right off the bat. Uh, but I do want to hear about this. I didn't know that therapy could be damaging in, you know, mm-hmm. certain areas. Yeah, I mean, think about what you talk about in therapy, just from your story. Think about the, the work that we did, the parts of your life that we talked about. The things that y'all share with me that besides each other on this podcast, we're the only people who know certain things about you guys' lives. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine if I was self-centered. Imagine if I was misinformed. Imagine if um, I took that information and manipulated you or forced you to take on my thinking or another thinking versus helping you come to whatever your truth is, right? That's what I mean by therapy can be damaging. It's not always malicious. It's just damaging. It's not the work that actually helps the person achieve their ultimate goal of healing or what healing looks like for them to meet their goals. Um, so yeah, it can be, it can be very damaging. And, and just from the Christian perspective, Christian therapists, um, there are types of Christian therapists that are not helpful, especially with things like sexual issues or addictions. Um, I believe in the power of prayer. <laughs> I know that it works. Um, but sometimes when we, we, we start praying, when we stop, we need to talk through some stuff and figure some things out. And then we can end with prayer. But, you know, Jesus didn't just pray. Like, he was actively a part of the lives of the people um, around him and the lives of the people that he healed. And so, you know, a lot of times Christian therapists spiritualize problems so much that people leave broken. So that's what I mean by by therapy can be damaging. I came into your office as a baby. I was just like, I'm in good hands. I didn't (laughs) even think about that. Now I'm like, who are we talking to? Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, this was you were the first therapist I reached out to. I wanted a black male and Christian. Then I realized that was a unicorn. So I scaled back 
I was like, okay, well, let me let me start, you know, let me give, you know, everybody been talking about Don. Let me go ahead and give her a chance, man. So, and I was like, I don't need no Christian male. Like, you know, I I got Don. You know, you give it to me as as real as a man would. I guess I'm like, hey, these blows you be giving me Friday. Turn to cry days. I'm like, I be going into my weekend. <laughs> right? I do you two days. And I was this. Right, correct. Before Monday came. Yes. Sure. Yeah, go with that. I'll be like, Yeah, and I wasn't trying to make y'all cry. It just, you know, happened. I, A lot. It's a rich moment. So <laughs> I ain't going to start. I was like, Okay, we gonna we gonna do this. We gonna feel these things and let them go. You know, just great sessions. So mm-hmm. highly recommend. My first cry, mm-hmm. it was literally snot running out of my face onto my legs. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it was a lot. Ooh, you had water. I was ready to go home. <laughs> 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 and all I say is some tissue right there, and we gonna keep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you work with? What do you specialize in, and what methods do you use? Mm-hmm. So um, I don't turn away like certain groups of people but I will say probably about 95 I'm just throwing something out there 95 percent of my clientele is black um under the age of 40 and so um I would say that in a lot of ways this is my target audience but again I don't kind of turn any people groups or religious groups away but that just kind of is the makeup of my practice but my specialties are sexual addiction and partners or spouses of, of sex addicts um, I also specialize in adult survivors of sexual abuse, um, and I also do some DBT work, but most of the work that I do with DBT, um, dialectical behavioral therapy, is connected to those things that I've already named. Uh, um, before we continue. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> no, them little letters you're going to be dropping? Just go ahead and say them out. <laughs> right, dialectical behavioral therapy, uh, which is just a, a modality. It's a mode of therapy, basically. Um, gonna, that focuses in on behavioral changes. You're going to say the big word, and it was just like, no, nah, let me explain it. You're using another big word. <laughs> Dawn, who, we had several sessions. You should know, like, I'm a baby. So, okay. So DBT is basically a type or a style of therapy. It's a specific um, training, and it teaches you how to help clients achieve behavioral changes. So we don't do um, family of origin work or anything like that. We may get some context from it, but that's not the most crucial components. We're in the here and now, understanding the behavior, the function of the behavior, and how we can incorporate a certain skill sets to help you change the behavior or choose a different behavior that's more effective. So that's it in a nutshell. And it's called what again? DBT. <laughs> um, dialectical piece. Behavioral Therapy. Right, but I also do EMDR. So eye movement, desensitation, that's and reprocessing. One. That's the oh one. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That's the one that took me up. That's the one I do the most common. <laughs> She'd be like, I got this. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, my DTP I have 
Yeah, I ready to do this EMDR session today. So I, I'm ready. I love that. You you love it, huh? Why? What what is it about it that gets you smiling? You know, and we were crying <laughs> walking out. Like, so I'm I'm curious <laughs> why you get so excited about it. Right. I mean, because it works. It's effective. So one of the things so I've done EMDR. So I I have trauma in, in my past, and so I've done the EMDR as a client. But it, it works because with trauma, I'm going to try to make this as simple as I can because it can get very scientific. Um, with tra- with trauma, <laughs> it gets kind of like trapped in a sense. And so when people exhibit certain traumatic symptoms like flashbacks, nightmares, um, when the, the you know when the flashbacks maybe manifest in the body, ruminating, just throwing some out there. When people exhibit certain traumatic um, symptoms. That's kind of like the brain trying to process the trauma, but it's stuck. It can't. And so with EMDR, it works with the brain in a way where it just kind of assists the brain to process the trauma. Because really, God has given our brain everything that it needs. Think about it. If a dog barks and comes around the corner, your heart going to speed up. You're going to be shaky. You're going to run or jump on something. You're going to save your life. But for a couple of hours, a couple of days after, you don't still be a little shaky. Sleeping that night may be difficult, but eventually you get over it. That's your brain processing through a distressing situation. But when your brain can't, that's when we start looking at those traumatic symptoms. And that's what EMDR can help. So, when we learn some stuff today, I'm going to play this back <laughs> and be like, okay. You have one of those? I've had several of those. You know how I many dogs I got to talk about? Oh my gosh. sessions, dude. Um, well, we talked, and she definitely pointed out how I wear a lot of my tension and discomfort in my body. Like, I'd be tense, like, shoulders up here, and she'd be like, How are you feeling? Do you realize that, you know, your shoulder, your, your neck disappeared? Like, I'm like, Yeah, so I mean, what was the one thing that you said that you wanted to do that you was like a little cautious? What was that? Um, it was like, oh, like sensitive. That was, yep, EMDR. That EMDR. was it. Okay. We did, the, we did the imagery exercises, but I wasn't sure if EMDR would have been the best approach for you specifically. Right. Well, I mean, we still got to it. So, you know, you know your stuff. So you used it though. You went through the EMDR. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> EMDR. Okay. That's it. It was like the, you know, when you see therapy on TV and they're like, close your eyes, get comfortable. Oh, like, oh gosh. Mm. <laughs> I didn't do that. She she made me sink into the floor though. Oh, she did the get out technique on me. <laughs> she do got bomb tea in her office. <laughs> that tea. Sometimes I have to get me a little cup. I'm like, Mm-mm, I need to make it through the day. I know you be having, you got some heavy people that come in. Not like, like, wait, but they come in on that couch and it'd be like a whole, like, you got a little divot in that, in that seat. It's all the weighty people. <laughs> people be coming in bringing all their stuff, dog. I was like, this couch probably has seen some things. Tears. Ah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about. Let's talk about why people don't go to therapy, particularly mm-hmm. our people. Um, okay. 
yeah, let's let's talk about that really quick, and then uh, mm-hmm. we'll kind of break down some of those, and then talk about why we decided to go. Um, what is something that you hear within our culture, like that prevents us from seeking therapists and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, the most common one is black people don't do therapy. Um, you know, we we just figure it out, we just suck it up. Um, that's the most common one that I hear. Now, granted, our generation is a little bit better at that. Um, mm-hmm. So millennial generation and younger is a little bit better than that than some of the older generations, but it's still prevalent. Um, and so that's the most common thing that I hear, that going to therapy is weakness. That means that you're not strong enough to deal with life. So I hear that a lot. I um, hear fear a lot. Just kind of like, does that mean I'm crazy if I need to go to therapy? So people think if I go to a therapist, I'm admitting to some type of mental disorder or mental diagnosis. And so does that mean I'm crazy? And then the most common one is the, the third common one is just like not knowing what to expect. And so the uncertainty um, of it is another reason why we don't we don't go. But I would say those are the three most common that I hear in, in my practice. With the pandemic going on, have you seen more people kind of come out of that or or because I feel like even right before the pandemic I feel like the world the culture was kind of on this mental health kick anyway but I feel like the pandemic hit everybody's forced to sit with themselves or you know job losses all the distractions have been taken away have you seen like a rise in like clients or you know your not coworkers, but uh, other people in your field getting more clients and stuff? Um, I don't know about my colleagues. Um, I can speak for the clinicians that I, in my practice, for the clinicians that work for me. Um, I'm, we're, we're full. I think I have one clinician who isn't. And we were close to full going into the pandemic, but it was just like the call came and we were not like, <laughs> like wait a minute. Um, and so, yeah, when the pandemic hit, the the inquiries, the people calling for therapy went up. And, and it's exactly what you said. The distractions are gone. The busyness of life is gone. And so, you know, it's something that we're, we lost with the pandemic several hours of our day because we're not getting up and having to get ready to go to work and then go to work. So the commute is gone. Getting ready is gone. Um, picking the kids up from school, all of that is gone. So hours of our day that would have been filled with busyness and tasks and distractions, and then we're isolated and so people who have been able to live through their depression live through their anxiety I would even say function in the midst of addictive patterns they can't anymore Mm. and so people are really desperate for help and some of those things that I listed that kept them from therapy it it just kind of doesn't matter anymore And, and, and that's not the case for everybody some people are just continuing to suffer but a lot of people have been calling and they're like I just need I just need help um, I would also say I've had a lot of people call and say that they were coping with the pandemic, but then l- layer the pandemic with the cultural tensions and racism and the, the stress of that, the fear of that, the trauma of that. Right. And so I have people who are calling and they were like, I was okay with the pandemic. But then when we saw dying, which we were dying before, we were being killed before, mm-hmm. but I can't take it now. Yeah. Um, when then then those people started calling and so um like we we i have a wait list um because of how many calls 
I've gotten in there for therapy. Also, probably because of because of us, because <laughs> we we talk about darn. We were like, yo. So uh, we wanted to see if you were willing to start a, a referral program. You know, like after so many, we just we we don't we don't get charged no more. Just because, uh, <laughs> no, we yeah, I want a little percentage off top. Hey, it's look when I say I talk about you to oh, wow. everybody, I'm like, I recognize that. Okay, the busier you get, I was like, you probably won't be able to see us, you know. Um, so I was glad that we kind of got to a point to where we started seeing you less, less, less. And you, when you told us that, I'm not worried about y'all. Like, and you know, I've seen y'all using the tools and stuff. I was like, that's dope. You know, we've we've we had came a long way. So I felt like, okay, let me push her on to other people who may need the help. Uh, I was I was ready to let you go then, so that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. I was not. <laughs> She's not. I was just gonna say, Elle was like, "What, what you mean?" That's <laughs> like your parents kicking you out the house. You got eighteen, go. You know you gotta get out the nest. And Elle yeah, was just my like, mom was ready for that. Do not knock my weed up. I'm sorry, yeah. I can't. We're gonna have another session live right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I mean, ah. Uh, it's, it's so crazy because even amongst men, like the men in my circle, I take that back because the men in my circle now, they all want like to be healthier mentally. Family though, I told my dad that I was in therapy. For what? Why? Why? I already told you, my daddy was like, Oh, I already solved your problem. You depressed because I'm depressed. I was like, that didn't help. I was like, oh, that didn't I was like, Dad, you remember I was molested, right? Yeah, you remember we never had conversations about it. You know, I never went to therapy about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to talk about it. But I mean, even if you didn't have that, you might need to be, you know, guided through some things. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pushing to everybody. Just get a checkup. Mm-hmm. You go exactly. Get a we're talking about therapy right now. Ooh. That's from someone who hasn't had a physical so, um, Don, relationship. Man, I've, I've had, I've <laughs> had a physical. Oh, but I gotta do better. I gotta do better. I know. Absolutely. Fourteen. He just told you he had one physical. Yeah, no sir. Yeah, I'm I not mean, even got, I'm not super even bad. He's right. Um. Did you compare yourself to Superman? Not Superman. He's lying anyway. We wouldn't work. Right. I think one one of the things you guys are highlighting, though, is we take physical health as something more important than mental health, right? Now, granted, sometimes we got to fight, especially to get black men to go to the doctor. I just figured I would call you out. But, we, you know, we have to fight to get black men to go to the doctor. So they're dying from things that could have been caught soon enough and they could have survived. But even with that, if we feel a pain long enough or a pain intense enough, we're going to be like, oh, no, we're going we going to somebody's feet or urgent care or something. But we will cry ourselves to sleep our entire lives. We will we will drink ourselves to sleep. We will yes. be angry and, and vengeful with everybody in our lives, but we don't see those as indicators that we we have we're having some emotional health issues. Sure. And so we have to begin to see our mental and our emotional health as important as our physical health. It's an educational so, piece. 
I, I didn't realize like all the coping, like I was able to show my dad grace. I think this was probably one of the first conversations we had. And you had said something about like, yeah, some people, they have a drink, you know, some people, they do whatever, whatever. And I was just like, my dad had a drink almost every day after work. He had to decompress and he used that drink. Like, I mean, granted, thank God it wasn't anything crazier, but you know, he had a drink and he was just like, he would not like get drunk and all that stuff. But he was just like, once I have my drink, you know, I'm not gonna go nowhere. I'm not gonna drink and drive and all that. He was just like, I'm, I'm chilling. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to decompress, get over my, my day, you know. And he got a lot of kids, so it's just like, my dad was like alcohol. That's what I'm gonna use. And he didn't have, you know, the proper tools and the, the ed- education or whatever to be like. I might need to go to a therapist to process mm-hmm. through how I'm feeling. Instead, wash it down, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for people like you who hold tension in your body, your emotional illness turns to physical illness. She's the therapist. You're stressing your body out. Hey, man. Real talk. I take it. You're right. You're right. So I'm here. Like, I'm not even trying to say, okay, 2021 gonna be different. Like, like no, from now on, like, I, I've already reached out to people about, like, uh, give me a primary. Like, I definitely need that. Um, just stay on top of things. Because, man, my mental, I would go so, I would get so stressed out that my body would then react. Like, shut down, mm-hmm. I get sick and stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. So I definitely want to be in a healthier place so I can also show the kids, you know, what they need to do. Um, healthier practices and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yep. See, if this is a black man, Christian, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't be too long. Go ahead. How do you think that? We're ganging up to no, I, I don't think that at all. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that at all. <laughs> Get him, Don. <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to hold it back. What else we got with that? What made you go to therapy? Me or you? What made you go to therapy, Ed? The fact that I had never been. I was like, I feel okay, but it's probably stuff happening. Oh, I knew you needed therapy. So I'm gonna just go. There wasn't a like event no, that see, prompted me to go. Your face was like, that was shade. It wasn't shade, it was just like, oh babe, I think, you know, you should go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you said the first time. Right. Uh-huh. That's all right. Go ahead. We listening. <laughs> so that's how my first session started. I don't really know why I'm here, but I know I should be. <laughs> it's so funny. We was, uh, I started. Because, oh, we didn't really say that how, how we met Dawn. Did we? I don't remember meeting her the first time. You, you did. I remember. So... We were doing a series at our church and one of our pastors was really big in like mental health and all that stuff. He was doing a lot of work in it. So he invited a panel of different, uh, I think everybody was therapists on, on the, mm-hmm. on I remember the that. and you yeah. were, you were there. And uh, first of all, I was like, she looks young, she's black, she's Christian. That's super dope. The other people that were like white, a little long-winded, kind of clocked out. But I was like, she was dropping jams. I was like, that's dope. And I was like, man, 
I want a, I want a therapist like that, but I would prefer a man just so we can talk about, you know, just maybe we have more man stuff. Man things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you said that. Just pump their chest out of everything. <laughs> So I promise you, Dawn didn't laugh at me when we was a uh, <laughs> when I was a client. She didn't laugh at me in my face like this. Uh, so she, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I was like, she dope, you know. I was already like reading books, and we was like in a little course, a little uh, little class that we was doing in my church, and I was super excited about it. AF didn't take the class yet. So I would go home. I'm working on stuff. I'll come home ready to talk about it. And she know nothing. She don't know nothing that I'm talking about, nothing that I'm working through. So I'm like, I can't wait. As soon as she get through this class, she going to start understanding why, why I'm so excited. She started going right after, you know, my class ended. And she went from the class right into therapy, like before I even got a chance to find somebody. So Ev had been talking about you. And I was like, Oh, that's the black lady that was like, okay, dope. Let me check out. So smooth. I mean, like you came highly recommended by several people, even people that weren't tied to the church. So I was like, let me check her out. And I was, you know, I was pleased. That is so interesting to me because there's like a whole group that speak of the same panel. Um, and I remember seeing a few of you guys in the in the audience. I think some of you guys came to me and kind of introduced yourselves. But it's like this small group of people just exploded. Like this, that group that you guys come from really began my practice. Right, you guys really? helped grow my practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Because and I didn't figure it out until um, I don't know who who else, which client I was talking to, but they just started to just talk about a particular situation and start dropping names. And I'm sitting there like, now wait a minute. <laughs> and I just, I just like mentally started to piece things together. And I was like, wow. Cause I don't know if you guys know how far out your referrals went, but. That's what um, I'm saying. That's why I need these free sessions, baby. Like, no, no we, uh, <laughs> I, I'm like, somebody, I was talking to somebody. I was like, Oh, I go to Dawn. I'm like, you go to Dawn? Like, yeah, oh yeah, you know, y'all yeah, been talking about it and all that. And then somebody else said like, oh yeah, so-and-so told me about it. I was like, y'all go to Dawn too? I'm like, boy, Dawn, no, she got all the tea. <laughs> if you decided one day that you just wanted to end it all. <laughs> oh I was just like, you know everything <laughs> this in the group is so dope, but everybody has nothing but great things to say about you, how they're mm-hmm. working through. And it's dope because we all don't have the same stories. And yet, you know, you've been skilled enough to speak on or whatever and guide everybody through they, you know, they mess. So, yeah, way to it's, go. It's definitely a God thing. Y'all know that. Y'all know oh, yeah. it's my training, but it's like the training in one ear and the Holy Spirit in the other ear. So, um, you know, so it's, it's interesting. People are like, yeah, we, you're highly recommended. I'm like, oh, hopefully I don't, you know, <laughs> Drop the ball with this client. Hey. <laughs> I've heard nothing but good things, so I'm excited. I'm pleased. Oh, good, good. Um, so our progress, like I said, so we started 
they have started with you last November-ish? October. October? Because, yeah, Ab needed more work, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I started in January. I won't even um, deny that. <laughs> I, work, I work just a little different. Um, you just like overtime. Um, <laughs> I'm more of like a part-time situation. Boy, say what you finna say. <laughs> but we started, you know, and we've been rocking with Don. Like, we had our sessions. We had weekly situations. And then, because we were going to you before the pandemic, pandemic dropped, we switched to virtual, which still was was great. Um, and then we were just, man, you were just giving us the tools that we needed to communicate, like, that's what also helped like prompted this platform. Like we wanted to show people what it's like to wrestle through things like live. We always see those couples like, oh, you know, we did this and we, you know, we 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 went through that. And it was like, like, hey, what was it like to sit in it? Some some people actually need to know that we're not feeling each other today. Like, or after this, like we we had a talk, but after this, we just, we need to breathe a little bit, you know? And then we, I don't know, it's just, it's not as pretty as it looks on camera and Instagram and all that stuff. We want to show y'all the the other photos that got deleted, you know, they didn't make the cut. <laughs> we want to show y'all the right. messiness. And you just really helped give, like, give us the tools we needed. Like, I got my own set of tools, now she got hers, and when we come together, we're using them to come closer, uh, build intimacy. Um, and just strengthen our marriage. So it's just been super dope. Me, I had done dealt with um, molestation, like tra- childhood trauma, uh, a lot of broken trust, you know, my parents, and just, just a lot of messiness that really made it difficult with connecting with a partner and also giving a the clean slate, a fair slate. I, you know, I'm, I'm judging her by everybody else, not giving her the opportunity to show me who she was and all my messes bleeding into Ebbs and all that. So we have just come a long way. And then Ebb, like I said, you know, she's less of a mess. And um, I love her. So made it easy to deal with it all. <laughs> Brought to you by Don <laughs> Legacy Cats. <laughs> now, what would you say uh, about you and your progress? Like, what are some things that you you, you brought into, um, you know, your relationship, the sessions, and then where are you now with things? Hmm. I need more slack in these headphones. So I, I can't brought really in poor communication. I'm used to talking to paper, not so much talking to people. So we're getting there. So what I consider super oversharing is like basic communication. (laughs) So I'm working on sharing what I would consider a whole lot of unnecessary information. And Nick is like, yes, this is a normal conversation. It's it's been, I'm sorry to cut you off. It's been so great because her oversharing Sometimes it's so funny and random, but sometimes <laughs> it's just like jump into it. Like, look, here's things that have happened. <laughs> Listen to that. It's just like washing dishes and turn. By the way, this and this and this and this, just overshare. 
And sometimes it's just like, hey, man, I just want to overshare and this and this. I'm like, oh, that's normal. That's what <laughs> normal conversation is like, at least for mm-hmm. me. But, you know, I get it. But no, that's been, it's been funny. It's been great and very beneficial. So, of course. Yep. And something else that you also thought was funny is we learned during our move that when I get into like focus mode, all you get from me is projection. Like, gone, I'm doing something. Shoe fly. Yes, don't bother me. And you were taking it personally. And I'm just like, dude, I'm trying to get done so I can sit down and be done. Then we can snuggle <laughs> on the couch. So one day, I don't know what I was doing, but I sh- did some version of shooing you. Some version? And sure. then I was That's like, oh, wait. And I turned around and was like, oh, wait. Give me a hug or something. Like, we good. I just want to get done. This wasn't the bad one. This was the one where you were just like, oh, I did it again? Yes. Okay, yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, so she basically did it over. <laughs> she basically <laughs> did it again. <laughs> yes, she did it again. It was she said I shoot him in my sleep. And she... Like, oh, I man. popped him in my sleep. Oh, like, gum. Yes. <laughs> I remember one time I man, I came up on her. I'm trying to trying to trying to do your right. Your marriage. I'm trying right. to spoon, you know. <laughs> she, she popped in her sleep. I was not I was even like, conscious. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look like I thought she was sleep. It was I was like, okay. I must let on the couch. That deep. It was, yeah. Like I'm trying to sleep so I can get done and sleep and then get up and you messing with me. No. But that day she did it again. It was like almost mm-hmm. the same situation kind of she was just like like move like pushed or whatever but she was like wait wait no 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 like I realized <laughs> what I did like no give me a hug like it's not that and she told me how she was feeling and I was like okay I, I appreciate that dude you good you're good I understand now but mm-hmm. boy that time when I realized though this is another yeah, thing that you huh? go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what I realized what you helped me realize was during the times where I get overwhelmed and it's a lot on my plate and I want to check out, I reach for Ab, I reach for, mm-hmm. you know. Connection. Yeah. Connection. Who else I'm going to connect with, you know. So I'm reaching mm-hmm. for her during these times and I, just for something. to And it's, it's like reassuring, let me know I'm not alone or encouragement, whatever. And when she rejected me, it was a huge blow to ego and all that. Um, and also, if my love language is physical touch, you rejecting that sends me in the negative, you know, it just really hurts. So um, I wouldn't have been able to connect that though without, you know, my time mm-hmm. with you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. And I think what you guys highlight here is how important the willingness of the client is. You guys came to each session willing to explore and be curious about yourselves, about your, your spouse, about the dynamics of your marriage. Like, I have, to, I don't remember you guys ever walking into the session literally thinking that you didn't play a part in anything. And so there was a certain humility and willingness um, that you guys came brought to the session that just made the process, I think, easier 
for you guys. Not easy, because <laughs> therapy isn't necessarily easy, but easier. Like you have to have that willingness because a lot of what y'all brought to the table was normal marriage stuff. Mm. You take two people that grew up in two different homes with two different family of origins and family norms, and you put them in the same house, then you give them kids. Of course, <laughs> there are going to be these miscommunications. Of course, there are going to be these moments where you feel rejected or you are rejecting your, your spouse. Of course. So a lot of what you guys brought to the session was normal marital stuff, but because this stuff isn't talked about like your podcast, like the, the conversation of, conversations are not being had in certain ways. People think their marriage is trash. Now I've had some people come to me and I was like, Oh my. Um, but a lot of the couples that come to me, I'm like, this, this is fairly normal. So it's normalizing. These are indicators that there's some health in your marriage, right? Two robots are not married. Two humans are undercover. Right. And so some of the tension is an indicator, okay, we have something to work with here. And the fact that you guys were willing, I mean, it, it made the process, uh, to me, pretty smooth. I needed something to work and to help because what I learned was I used, to think, I used to think that people who got divorced, they just gave up. If you say for better, for worse, richer, or poor, whatever, whatever. It should be that, you know, these situations happen and all of a sudden you you give up, you check out. But I had to get to the place where I was like, okay, I was mentally exhausted. I didn't I didn't have it in me to do no work at certain you know at a certain point to where leaving felt easier, not to be with somebody else, not to hurt her, but to protect myself and to finally breathe and get a break, escape, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the pain and the, you know, whatever, whatever. And I was like, man, I want people to know that you're not alone and that there are tools and whatever, whatever. This is how we deal with it. It, it, it might not be your situation, but encourage somebody to figure it out so that, you know, you can for what you got absolutely I, I view it like and i don't i don't want to talk too much but i view it like life is um when you order a, a bookcase right the bookcase comes you open the box you got all these parts that's life and the expectation of people around you looking at your marriage looking at your life is that you're gonna put this bookcase together but the instructions ain't in english you don't know okay. what kind of tools you need, right? <laughs> you don't know what kind of tools you need. You got all these screws. You got every, it's just like, okay, I have all the components, but I don't actually know what I'm supposed to be doing. And so in a lot of ways, my therapeutic style is, okay, that's a hammer. A hammer is for the nail. You have all of the capacity in your body and in your muscles to swing the hammer, you just didn't know that it was the hammer you needed. Right. And so that's what the process is like. I believe that God has given us everything that we need to be successful in marriage and to be successful in our singleness. Sometimes we just need somebody to say, the tool's right there in front of you. Pick that one up. Swing it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Sometimes you need a screw. Just a, <laughs> just a little screw. How is I'm praying for you? <laughs> No analogy, but go ahead. 
real. No, that's, that's it. That's, that's so real. I felt like, like, I don't, like, I feel like um, the Bible, people will give you the Bible and be like, here, this is what you need. And it's just like, a lot of pages it's a lot of pages it's a lot like how do i use this to like the tools that i came into my marriage with weren't good tools you know they weren't good mm-hmm. tools at all so once i became a believer some of them was just a little rusty some of them were rusty that's true and the yeah i mean you're a talk but then once i yeah. came to counseling like you gave me a different set of tools and you also showed me like hey the tools that you have, this is how you use them or whatever, whatever. Like, it's been so rich, man. So I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't want to hold you for too much longer. Um, we want to talk to you about uh, your transition into a life coach. This is where yeah, it's but- like super excited about. The most exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited too. I um, Life coaching has been something that I've been thinking about actually the entire year. But um, it's not a regulated thing. If I had to do a lot of research. But what made me kind of decide that I, I needed to do it is just my therapeutic style began to look a lot like life coaching. And so by separating the two entities and having a life coaching practice and a therapy practice, I'm able to do both. Um, and instead of trying to make them fit together, because life coaching is a very um, here and now and future um oriented way of helping people a goal oriented right so here you are now you have goals about the future things that you're wanting to build or trying to build that may be barriers in the way maybe skills that you need and so let's talk through what those barriers are what the skills are do some skills teaching skills training um to help you achieve those goals in your life whether those are business spiritual relationship etc Versus therapy, which is a little bit more, it can be here and now and have components of future, but it's very much about healing from the past. Things that have happened that brought you to that point. Therapy lives in that place, especially my the therapy that I'm trained in. And so um, the coaching practice was called Pivot. So it's called um, Pivot Life Coaching. Mm-hmm. And so that is kind of the br- breaking those two parts off, which I say. She I like, a little victory, knowing. Get it, girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's called pivot life coaching, and and the idea is that through life coaching, you're you're it's a turning point. Like this this process is is literally pivoting your life. It's turning your life in the direction that, that you want it to go in, the direction God wants it to go in. So, um, the big difference between another big difference between my coaching practice and my therapy practice is that my life coaching practice is explicitly Christian. Does not mean you have to be Christian to get life coaching from me, but I attached it to my ministry um, versus my therapy practice, which is not specifically Christian. So that's another difference. But it launches, I guess I should say this, it launches in January. So people can um, go to my website and go ahead and get set up for life coaching and get a schedule out, get, get a schedule down and everything. <laughs> She want me to go right now. But we won't. <laughs> she say, send us the phone. <laughs> yeah. But we won't actually begin to meet until um, 2021. That's what we're excited about. It was just like, um, since we're not uh, using Donna's for therapy no more, uh, we definitely use it for Life Coach. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think Come on. 2021 is now pivot, just so you know. Okay. Say it again. It's what? I want to hit you. 
the theme of our life in 2021 is going to be pivot. Oh, you know what? I'm inspiring vocabulary. I like it. <laughs> You're also giving vocabulary, so yeah, yeah, because E and D. R. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Learning stuff. And DTP, like, oh, man. That is not what she said. Just that me. is not it. <laughs> DBC. DBC. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't forget <laughs> it in five minutes. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. <laughs> what uh do you have a waiting list? I don't. I don't. I have people who have reached out already. You you will. Um <laughs> you will. We got you. We got you. <laughs> I don't have a wait list. It's actually wide open. Um I only have four coaching clients right now, including you guys. So um, I have four people lined up to start coach, coaching in 2021, but that's far from full. Um, so, yeah, and there will be group opportunities. I did mention this earlier for therapy. I'm beginning to do therapy groups to kind of, you know, get as many people help as possible. But I'm also going to be doing kind of like life sessions. And so it's kind of like seminar, workshop, but specifically um, connected to what you may get in my coaching. And so there'll be lots of things coming within the new year. All right. I'm excited. I didn't realize. So first of all, I went to your site and it was like, that much have just said boss. <laughs> I was like, oh, she got folks. And then you said it earlier, you got folks working under you. I did not know. I did not know. Mm-hmm. So congrats. I'm glad to see everything's growing and you pinned it in. You know, all that. I am. I am. I just actually got my, um, Speaking website redone, so it's already it's, it's really nice, and so that launches this week, and so it's going to incorporate the life coaching. So I make sure to send you guys um, the link for that because the coaching will be on a different will be on my ministry website. Okay, because we'll, I'll put all the information in the description box below, but definitely want everybody to go check you out, show some love, get some help. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, this was a great time, you know. We didn't cry. It's, uh, it is Saturday, too. But, no. You know, that's probably what it is. <laughs> I won't come back y'all cry not. Mm-mm, it's not a session. So, I didn't push. <laughs> I don't make y'all cry. I refuse to accept that. Y'all make y'all self cry. I just ask a question. Uh, okay. You be like, I like crying. Let it go. Not feel that. Not <laughs> I don't want to feel it. Oh, <laughs> Just feel it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. That's been great. It's been great. Yeah, Any more questions? Um, where can people find you? Yeah, so um for therapy, my website is www.legacyservices-stl.com. And for life coaching or any other type of booking or anything like that, you can go to www.darnjonesnetwork.com. Come on, the network. Use the promo code Nico. Uh, oh my gosh. Nice. <laughs> it would be a, it would, I'm just, that would be a mm. That's what it would be. Mm-hmm. See, of course. But we can we can talk about that. We can talk about codes. I ain't mad. I ain't got no merch. But Ebonics code. code. Mm, well, let's talk. <laughs> I'm excited, man. Y- y- y'all gonna have more. Uh, we're gonna definitely have uh, 
more to talk about come the new year as we, you know, spend more time in with the life coach. Super excited. Amp is definitely not going to let us uh, forget about that. So, nope. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to thank you uh, for your time. This was super, sure. super dope. Our first guest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I'm glad y'all invited me on. So, you see her talking and stuff? This girl looks fat. Trying. Yeah, close this out. No. This is your thing. You can do it. I don't even be knowing all the things. We're on. We would like to thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> for tuning in to another episode of Ebonics Podcast. We are located on all major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Anchor. Yeah, all the things. Check us out on YouTube if you want to see our faces. Uh, and Dawn's face. And Dawn's face, yeah. So, you know, she's a black, black woman with the curls out here and, and the big ghetto hoops. Yeah, but she's <laughs> professional. Ooh, um, <laughs> a small one too. Right. That's what I like me, yeah. Being small. Oh, I like them kind. Whatever. Look, make sure you like and comment on all the ridiculousness, and you know, let me know if you remember what an EMDR and BDBT B, the other B. one BDBDP. T. I'm, I'm literally. I'm not even playing. That's because you was playing earlier. That confused yourself. <laughs> Just put it in the comment below if you know what it is. And uh, school your boy. But until then, Look next for our time. Patreon in January. Oh, Patreon launching in January if you want to support for us. And now that we're doing, it's going live on my birthday, January 2nd. Uh, we got different tiers, so you can choose what you want to give, but all the proceeds goes into strengthening the, the, the platforms. We got Chef Nico stuff, we got Ebonic stuff, and we also got Ebony Shumpert writing and vlog and all kind of cool stuff. Just but vlog. But I will not be she, on the camera. Yeah, she's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> cojones. No. Mm-hmm. No cojones. Uh, but yeah, top of the year, 2021. We pivoting. That's right. All right. <laughs> all right, y'all. Till next time. Peace. Bye.